Great. Well, good morning. Uh, good to see you all. And um, well done to the John and Amy. J- look at those Christmas jumpers. Can you just show everybody your Christmas jumpers? You w- oh, Phil's got a Christmas jumper. Phil, come on, Christmas jumper. Yes, there we go. Anybody else got a Christmas jumper? Not here, no. Uh, okay, next week, we'll all do better. We'll, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, good. Uh, we're heading towards Christmas. Um, this Is it this week that Advent calendars start being opened? Yes, it is. And through autumn, we've been looking at a series on prayer. And uh, coming up, we're going to start to get ready for Christmas through uh, Advent. We're going to prepare for the coming of Jesus. Now, in the Church of England, here's an introduction to something that you all need to know. The Church of England has an annual calendar that goes around kind of following the whole story. We start, when do you think the beginning of the year is in the Church of England? Anyone? It's the beginning of Advent. That's the beginning of the year because we start to go, hold on, we're preparing for Jesus coming. And we travel through the year and then at the end of the year, we look and go, what's the, like, what is to come? What is the sure and certain hope we have that what is going to happen at like the end of time? And so as we've done this series on prayer, and just before we uh, prepare for Advent and prepare for Christmas, um, I just wanted to take a moment to kind of look forward and offer us an invitation in to hope. So I'm going to read to you some of Jesus' words from Matthew's gospel, looking forward, looking to kind of the end of time. It's Matthew 25, uh, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you, since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these, my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of these, the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Now, I don't like surprises, and I don't like missing out. 
don't like missing out on opportunities. A few years ago, and you'll be able to date this story by uh, the people involved in it, I was working at a radio station uh, down in Sussex, part of the Capital Radio Network, and we did these things called Party in the Park. And Party in the Park was like loads of different acts who would come on, pop artists, whatever, and they would all come and do their act, and then they would go off stage, and there'd be a little break, and then a presenter would come on and go, and now here's, I don't know, take that or whatever, and they'd come on and sing and what have you. And I was working backstage at this one in Brighton. And the one in Brighton, um, I, we were broadcasting it live on a Sunday afternoon. And something went wrong on the stage. One of the microphones broke or something. I can't remember what it was. And I had to go on and fix it so that the next thing would work properly. So I went up to the stage. And I needed this, like an entrance way to the stage to get on. And standing between me and the stage were uh, five women. And they were stood in the way. And I couldn't get on. And I was stood there thinking, how am I going to get on? I said, excuse me, can I get through? I need to come on. Like, totally not interested in letting me through. And so eventually I was like, I've got to get on this stage, otherwise we're going to be in a disaster. So I just sort of shoved my way through, got onto the stage, fixed whatever it was, came back there, still stood there. So I shoved my way back through again and got backstage and all was okay. And we had TV screens there uh, that showed what was going on so we could see what was happening. And the presenter comes up on the stage and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the stage, girls aloud. And on come these five women that have been stood there that I'd barged my way through. And I had no idea at that point who they were. I had rubbed shoulders with girls aloud, not just rubbed shoulders, I'd squeezed my way through girls aloud with absolutely no idea who they were. I had completely missed out. If I'd known, if somebody said, John, that's girls allowed, I'd have gone, oh, can I have a photograph? Can I have your autograph? Maybe we could have a chat. I don't know. Like, Who knows what life could have been if only I'd known that that was girls allowed. But I'd completely missed out on this opportunity. And I hate missing out on opportunities. Now, as I read this passage today from Matthew's gospel, I see Jesus pointing to an opportunity. He's showing us what's going to happen in the end. He's talking to us about this moment at the end of time when he's standing there. He's got all these people in front of him. And he's saying, hey, you guys, you are saved. You are welcomed in to live in the kingdom with me forever. You're coming to the party of all eternity. Yet, what do you see is happening? I see a group of people who said, when did this happen? When did we see you, Jesus? When did we know you? I see a group of people who are completely baffled and surprised by what has happened. I see a group of people who have been rubbing shoulders with not girls allowed, but the king of the universe. Rubbing shoulders with the person who threw the stars into space, who created all of us and everything, who loves us deeply, and yet they had no idea until well after the event. Now, the good news is we're seeing that God does the saving. 
the good news is, and we read throughout Scripture, that we are saved by grace. It is God that says, welcome in. It's God that says, you're in. It's God that sees our hearts and does the welcoming. But yet, what I see is a missed opportunity. What I see is a group of people who've been rubbing shoulders with Jesus for all of their lives. I see a group of people who have a heart that's postured towards other people. There's a great theologian that talks about sin as being man turned in on himself. But I see here two groups of people. One group of people turned in on themselves and another group of people turned out. Another group of people with a heart that's postured towards welcome. And I see God honoring that posture of welcome. But I also see people who've missed out. Because for me, I will not be surprised. I'll be surprised, I think, we'll all be surprised at some of the people who are there being welcomed into the... Gosh, I never saw you in church. Wasn't expecting you to be here. Hallelujah. Isn't that great news? But all of their life, they're walking with no idea. All of their life, what you and I know is that we've got a relationship with Jesus day after day after day after day after day. That every day in the good and the bad, he is there with us. Every day when things are going brilliant or when things seem to be totally rubbish, he's there with us. That we can walk with him all the days of our life and not get to the end unsure what's going to happen. Not get to that final day going, I wonder what it is. And I don't want anybody to be surprised. I don't want anybody to miss out on an opportunity. It's half the reason I do this job that I do is I don't want people missing out on the opportunity. We did a church survey the last couple of weeks. Our QR code moment, for those of you who weren't here, uh, last couple of weeks was filling out a survey. So if you weren't here two weeks ago, you missed a treat. We had 10 minutes of filling out a survey in silence. It was wonderful. Welcome to church, everybody. Um, The survey results tell us that 30% of people who go to our church now, across our five congregations, before they were coming here in the last year, didn't go to church. 30% of people in this church were wandering through life, rubbing shoulders with Jesus with no idea. And yet now, Their lives, and I heard story after story after story of their lives being transformed by realizing that Jesus was stood right next to them. Because you see, I think we read throughout Scripture that Jesus is not standing a million miles away going, I'm over here, and if you're interested in coming, I'm going to stay here. And you can come. Jesus is coming to you. He's standing right next to you. 
He's never not standing next to you. He's always there at every single moment, whether you realize it or not. For those of us who have a relationship with Jesus, there are days when we don't realize he stood right next to us, but he is. And for those of maybe here who haven't, he is standing right next to you. And he's looking for a posture and a heart that says, welcome. I don't know if you remember the story of Zacchaeus. Quite famous, up a tree. And Jesus says to him, oh, Zacchaeus, I want to come to your house. And Zacchaeus says, yep, come to my house. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to your house. All all Zacchaeus did was respond in welcome. It happens time and time and time again. And I think there's a real invite here. There's an invite invite. The job of you and I, if you know that relationship with Jesus, if you get up in the morning and you know that relationship with Jesus, if at some point in your life you have encountered that relationship with Jesus, even if right now you're not sure he's standing next to you, but you remember the day when you realized that he was, Your job is to make sure that nobody else misses out. Your job is not to save people. God does that. Your job is to invite. Now, many of you here have done just that. It's why we're able to say that 30% of people in this church are, a year ago, weren't going to church. A year ago, didn't walk with Jesus. Because you've invited people. You've made this place a place of welcome, of home, of invitation. You've done that. And some of you, I look around and can see, have benefited from that. So keep doing that. It's such a simple thing. Invite people into this space to encounter Jesus. Because... I'd have rather known it was girls allowed before I pushed on through (laughs) girls allowed. And I think if you've got that relationship with Jesus, you know that other people would rather know that now rather than later. So don't let people miss out. The other invite is if you don't. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus, If you're going, I'm not sure what it is that you're talking about, John. I get the bit about girls allowed. I remember them. I'm thinking of booking onto their new tour. But the other bit, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, the invite is to you to welcome him. To welcome him in. 
like Zacchaeus did. Yeah, come to my house. And Jesus comes, yes, I'm in. It might be that you're fearful. It might be that there's a fear. It's like there's a passage in the Bible where it says Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And anyone who opens the door, he comes in and he'll eat with you. That's what it says. He comes in to eat with you. And that you're fearful of opening that door. What, what will happen? What will he think? What will he think when he walks in? Do you know my favorite passage in the Bible? I'm going right off script here. I'm sorry, everybody. But my favorite passage in the Bible is the woman at the well. I don't know if you've read that. The woman at the well, and Jesus comes and sees her. And he sees all the things that she's done wrong in her life. All the ways in which she's failed. All the ways in which she's fallen short. Oh, he knows everything about her. Now, if you knew everything about me, I would be quite embarrassed. I would want to run a million miles away. Yet, do you know what that woman's response was? She went and told everybody in her village. She said, come and meet the person who knows everything about me. Because when Jesus looks at you and sees everything about you, he loves you more. He loves you more because he knows everything about you, not less. He doesn't look at you and go, oh, those bits, not sure. He goes, I love you more because I know everything. And that is what you're missing out on if you wait until the end. The invite is for now into a relationship with Jesus. So there's a whole bunch of things there. If you're walking with Jesus... And that's good news for you. Tell a million other people. Don't let them miss out. Invite them to Christmas. It's a good start. It's quite easy. You know, there's something for them to come and point towards Jesus. If you were walking with Jesus, you've had that, you go, yeah, I remember that moment where I realized, but I'm not sure he's with me now. Then let's take a moment to invite him back in, to welcome him back in, because he's still walking with you. And if you, if the only bit of this that you've got was girls allowed, then invite Jesus in. They're back on tour, girls allowed, so maybe this is the moment. Like, rather than booking tickets to girls allowed, book yourself a ticket to, the t- to eternity. That's quite a good one, isn't it? <laughs> We should make up a poster. Um, yeah. At the end. Shall we pray? Let's, I wonder if you stand. I've got more to say. We could go on, but I think it's enough for me. I think it's enough for me because Jesus is walking around in here. He's like standing beside you. He's present in this space. So enough from me. Let's Let's hear from him.